Hello and welcome back to the IDC Tech Talk podcast. Uh, my name is Miles Dawson. I am your host today and um, I'm very happy to welcome a new guest to the podcast today. May I please welcome Kevin Restivo. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Miles. Um, now, our topic today is going to be discussing 5G and how the COVID-19 pandemic has affected the new rollout of 5G across uh, the European region. So um, before we do that, though, Kevin, did you want to give a quick introduction to yourself and uh, your coverage at IDC? Sure, Miles. So I'm a London-based analyst, and I cover, uh, as you'd expect, 5G, and more specifically, the adoption of 5G within the ranks of European enterprises. That is my primary focus area. Absolutely. So let's let's kick things off then and uh, ask you a little bit about, about the impact of the pandemic on uh, the plans for 5G in Europe. Um, has it affected the growth of uh, or, the, or the uptake of 5G in Europe at all? It's a good question. The 5G ecosystem has held up reasonably well, given the circumstances that we're operating in at the moment. But the virus and the, and the aftermath of it and the havoc it's wreaked upon the economy has set back adoption of 5G and the supply of it, uh, rather, in a number of ways. So I think one obvious example, Miles, is the mobile phone category. So 2020 was expected to be a watershed year for 5G mobile phone production. Uh, in short, a lot more 5G phones were expected to be introduced at a variety of price points this year. Up until now, devices running on 5G networks had been a premium price proposition. Uh, lower cost devices would make 5G devices uh, much more accessible, of course, to small businesses and other segments of the populace, and, and really give a lift to the emerging technology in general. Uh, instead, what the pandemic has done has led to delays of uh, phone introductions and a shortage of phones that run on the next generation networks. The reason why is that shutdowns of factories in China and South Korea due to COVID-19, where the preponderance of mobile phones and network equipment are made, has, has adversely affected supply. So production ground almost to a halt earlier this year. Uh, factories have reopened for the most part, but the earlier loss of production means that fewer 5G products than planned are in the supply pipeline. Uh, telcos may not have had many smartphones to sell, in other words. And so that's one notable knock on the 5G ecosystem. Uh, another category of supplier that's potentially affected by, again, the pandemic and its aftermath are the, the telcos of Europe that I mentioned. Uh, and, and the reason why is that they may also have their network uh, rollouts adversely affected due to similar supply chain issues. So in other words, telcos may find it that it takes longer than expected to obtain 5G network equipment to continue with or initiate rollouts, like you mentioned at the top of the podcast. So the resulting shortages may actually slow down some operators' 5G rollouts during 2020. That's a net change or just over the last few months. And for operators, the, the issues are compounded by uh, delays of, of what are called spectrum auctions so by governments to telcos. And, and, and spectrum is, is critical to telcos that want to provide mobile phone service, 5G mobile phone service in particular, because they need that, that resource that's owned by governments to be auctioned off to them such that they can build network that utilize the airwaves. So in short, there are many inhibitors to progress for 5G that were, again, unexpected just a few months ago. Uh, 5G, this was supposed to be a coming out party of sorts for 5G in Europe. And, and really what we may see over the course of the year is in fact a step back for the ecosystem. And you know, just to conclude on, on that point, I'd say the, the embrace of 5G was always gonna be, uh, by enterprises, was always gonna be a slow and gradual one over the long term. But the supply side issues I've noted extend that timeline further out. But nevertheless, we don't expect the delays to stop the gradual weaving of 5G by enterprises into the fabric of their operations over the long term. Absolutely, do, do you think the adoption is gonna be affected uh, given the economic recession? 
that uh, a lot of countries might already uh, find themselves in. Again, another timely question. I think assuming the networks are there and the spectrum is rolled out and, and enterprises can get build-outs going, enterprises are telling us really that they're sticking to pre-crisis plans. I think one important indicator of that resiliency are the results from our IT buyer sentiment surveys of decision makers in Europe that we've run uh, over the past number of weeks to gauge the feelings of decision makers on a variety of topics, including 5G. And so our first two fortnightly surveys on business sentiment, waves one and two as we call them, revealed that over half of business leaders, 58% to be specific, don't plan to change or may even spend more on 5G this quarter. And that's not to say there hasn't been some softening of spending plans. 19% in our last uh, survey said that they spend less on 5G. It's not hard to imagine why. If you're a company that's been caught up in the aftermath of the, of the virus, like let's say an airline or a tour organizer, uh, 5G deployments are likelier to take a backseat to greater concerns such as cash flow, given the suspension of their operations. Now, it's important to note, sentiment doesn't necessarily reflect spending intentions, but the results can be seen as a leading indicator of how IT decision makers are thinking about 5G use cases in Europe. So the longer the crisis continues, though, we assume the harder it will be for uh, enterprises to stick with their plans. It's not unusual for new initiatives to be jettisoned in times of crisis, and the period we're in is no different. How deep and long the recession Europe finds itself in will matter. Regardless, we expect 5G to be a critical part of, again, the business and societal landscape in Europe, and globally for that matter, over the long term. Absolutely. So if you're saying that um, the people who are already planning to invest are, are maintaining those investment plans, uh, why do you think it's such a topic of interest for these businesses? Sure. So a number of reasons. For starters, there are a variety of technical benefits that can potentially lead to competitive differentiation for enterprises. We'll get into that differentiation aspect just a bit later. But first, it's important to note the, the much-touted benefits of 5G uh, to your point about interest on the part of business leaders, such as ultra-fast connectivity and exceptionally latency and greater connection density uh, that will be available in a future version of 5G that we'll talk about later, have created a sense of optimism about the role that 5G can have within the ranks of an enterprise and, and has really stoked the interest of decision makers. And so by that, I mean how transformation efforts is enabled or how it can augment the workplaces of Europe. That sense of optimism was stoked last year by, by many of the European mobile network operators that launched 5G networks. And as, as some of our listeners may recall, uh, mobile network operators like EE and Vodafone in the UK introduced 5G with much fanfare. Now, coincidentally, uh, we surveyed 1,800 business leaders across Europe for the purposes of our enterprise mobility study soon after those network introductions. And off the back of those campaigns and our survey, we noted tremendous awareness of 5G and high intent to adopt it this year. Now, that was obviously pre-crisis, but at the time, what we saw was 71% of our respondents in Western Europe already had 5G use cases of some sort in mind. So tremendous awareness miles of 5G off the back of uh, network introductions last year. So and that anticipation around 5G within the ranks of enterprises has carried over to this year. And it's easy to see why. Yes, there was a post-launch buzz regarding 5G, but the pandemic, if anything, has underscored the importance of network quality and performance and indirectly highlighting the importance of 5G in the process. So in other words, if you're going to have a distributed workforce or deploy edge computing in some way as an enterprise, there's a good chance 5G networks will be integral to that effort in the future. And even if intent to spend on 5G or actual spending on the next gen technology declines in the meantime, 5G is going to be a significant part of what comes next as we move out of lockdown 
into whatever post-pandemic state we find ourselves in. So that's it. it's interesting you're talking about the different use cases. Um, I'd love for you to expand a bit more on that, uh, particularly about the common use cases that enterprises are looking to adopt, but also the ones that they've already adopted. So Miles, the most deployed applications generally become clear sometime after the latest generations of mobile networks are made available to enterprises. So in the case of 5G, prospective applications are still very much to be determined given the technology's early state. Uh, we have some idea about what the new services 5G will enable, but it's it's too early to tell for certain which ones would be most deployed or even what the range of apps developed for 5G networks are for that matter. Uh, so we see some inter interesting experiment involving 5G connectivity for now. Uh, Germany, as I've mentioned, is a hotbed of 5G experimentation at the moment. And we've seen a number of high profile 5G case studies and trials emerge from the country. So take the port of Hamburg in Germany, for example. Uh, the port started a trial of 5G powered private networks that enables low latency smart port services for logistics purposes. Network slicing, uh, that concept has been made possible as part of the trial. So that allows the port to really enable endpoints such as smartphones and traffic lights to be connected to help traffic operating at the highest speed and in the most secure way possible with the ability to test use cases such as virtual, augmented and mixed reality along with traffic management. But I think what's important to note in that example is that 5G is more than just a source of connectivity. Another good example, another prominent example is the German lighting manufacturer Osram and its smart factory initiative. A number of examples I could cite, but Osram embodies much of 5G's potential across its manufacturing facilities already. 5G for Osram has been deployed in an edge computing scenario with cloud and analytics to drive manufacturing efficiencies. So there are a number of applications where 5G is involved due to the faster throughput provided by the tech, given its short-term goals of improving connectivity within sites between production resources like their planning and control systems. And it's also needed to control the factory's fleet, all autonomous guided vehicles that transport materials and goods around the plant. Looking ahead to the future miles, 5G enables other apps such as augmented reality and virtual reality, given the low latency sub 10 milliseconds that comes with it. And it's all brought together in the cloud for Osram. And the analytics data will be fed back to company officials to improve productivity, increase machine runtime, and dramatically reduce maintenance. The point of the example, without delving into its success or talking too much about the future of it, is to really, again, underscore the enabling role 5G has within its factories. It's more than just a source of connectivity. Absolutely. So um, are you seeing any commonalities uh, between these different deployments of 5G that uh, that uh, clients have been speaking to you about? Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think technology decision makers are, are aware uh, of 5G and, and perhaps more to the point, considering 5G is a big part of their future, uh, irrespective of the environment we're operating in. And they're considering future proofing for 5G when upgrading IT infrastructure. So people are looking at 5G as a real part of their future. And that's important to note when we move to our next phase of post-COVID-19 investment, testing and tracking and getting their 5G smartphones out there or trialing use cases that involve 5G are going to be a theme really uh, across sector and not just with any particular industry. And guaranteed performance is, is one of those commonalities. And guaranteed performance is what's common as enterprises seek they want more of that for deployment of, of business critical 5G solutions. So some enterprises in vertical markets like energy and manufacturing will champion 5G as it unlocks several new use cases that can't adequately be done with the technology deployed today. 
definitely, definitely. Well, if we could leave this conversation then with the final question, which is your recommendations. What what do you think enterprises should do if they're thinking about 5G, uh, give, especially given the circumstances of the pandemic at the moment? Well, I, I mean, a number of things. There is no one answer to that question. I think you have to ensure that you're familiar with the benefits first and foremost, and what 5G can help you do, can help your organization do. So it can contribute to competitive differentiation for an enterprise in concert with other technologies, such as edge, cloud computing, and analytics. But there's a balance to be struck. I think as important as we think 5G is to the future of the enterprise, 5G tech shouldn't be adopted just for the sake of adoption. I would say alternative technologies, such as private LTE, may suffice given the imperatives of, of uh, the deployment of the, of the enterprise. Now that said, many companies are experimenting with 5G or looking at the possibility of doing so to improve connectivity. And, and that's not really surprising as 5G is relatively new to the world. Finally, the, the last point I'd like to make is it's important to remember not to underestimate the complexity of 5G use case development. So a few companies will be able to conceive, develop and deploy 5G solutions entirely by themselves. So multidisciplinary expertise is going to be needed to develop winning strategies, not just in 5G, but with associated technologies such as artificial intelligence, haptics, edge computing, and network virtualization. Uh, and then you know, I think one other point I'd like to make is just that technology buyers should consider getting involved in test beds to test the viability of 5G and build the right business case. So digital twins implementations often generate data in the order of gigabytes, which will require considerable storage. And that data generated could be extremely critical and sensitive, forcing the need for a highly secure environment. So, Kevin, thank you very much for that fantastic overview. Um, I do have one last question, which I thought I'd uh, throw in there just to put my mind at rest. Does 5G cause coronavirus, Kevin? In two words, Miles, absolutely not. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> fantastic well listen uh, thank you all very much for listening to our podcast today i'm afraid that is all the time we have for today but i would like to thank kevin for coming on and helping us out hopefully you found this interesting we'd love to hear your thoughts or opinions views that kind of thing please do get in touch you can find us on linkedin on twitter you might be listening to this on your favorite podcast app or on soundcloud please add your comments and do subscribe as well click that subscribe button these are uncertain times we are releasing content when we get it and new insights when we think of it so uh, please do keep in touch with us. Thank you all very much. I wish you all very good health and see you next time.